Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. All right, I am officially going to declare us live for, I'm going to say it's the last time of the season, but the season starts next week. So it's a good and a bad, but this is PGA Live Before Lock, awesomeo.com, Ben Raza, Jason Roslin. You guys know the drill by now. We have made it to the tour championship, 30 golfers left. It's been quite a year, man. How you doing? Yeah, it, it has been. It's weird. It's like, oh, yeah, you know, it, it, golf doesn't have a Super Bowl. So it's not like, hey, man, great season. See it. It's like, see you next week. It's, you know, it's, it's not a difference, week. especially with the U.S. Open coming up in two weeks. It's we're going to see the best of the best come in two weeks where after this week, typically we'd only maybe see like one good golfer a week, maybe two if we're lucky during this fall swing. But obviously, the fall swing is much, much different with COVID this year. So while we have a lot to talk about with the Tour Championship, there's also a ton coming up uh, in the in the holster for PGA DFS. There's going to be so many sports coming up soon, isn't there? And yeah, I mean, there is right now, too. It's madness. Like, it's unprecedented. I, I mean, like, for me, there's fringe sports, too. The U.S. Open tennis, the Kentucky Derby is Saturday. Um, you know, we got all sorts of things. But tonight, of course... We are going to focus on what is a, it's a different puzzle. Listen, I, I love DFS because of the challenge. And this is a, an event that has pricing we've never seen besides this event. You've got guys at 15,000, you've got guys at 5,000. And that is a, a whole different animal than we're used to. Yeah, it sure is. And luckily for us right now, I could say there's no waves, there's no weather. And there's no withdraw. So as our typical topic would say, and we'd spend a lot more time possibly talking about this and making sure we get those likes up in the beginning of the show. This week, we really don't have much weather to talk about. It looks like 89, 85 to 90 degrees. It looks like mild, nice breeze to keep the golfers relatively cool. And Rory McIlroy is not a dad yet. So we don't really have much to worry about. Yeah, so that's going to be something. And we can get into it. Yeah, we can talk a little about it now, but in the show as well. Rory is on baby watch. Um, he has been adamant. He has stated that he will leave. Again, this is why it's such an interesting puzzle. First thought is we can't play him. But then it's like everybody's thinking that maybe you do play him and roll the dice on like super low owned Rory. So, okay. 
I saw Tim Tim Frank put out a, a really uh, a funny tweet earlier in the day, and whether he was kidding or not is pointless because it was a good tweet. He was like, "Did anyone get the inside information from the ostrichian or whatever, however you pronounce it?" Um, and what what really that means is we we would love to get the due date because they're not nowadays. I mean, at least when I had my first kid, they're not really going much past the due dates here. They're like inducing if you do go one or two days, so. For Rory to say that and for him to be here, I'm going to guess that the actual due date of his child is not until next week um, or, or sometime after the tour championship. But, of course, you know, nature has its way. Mother nature has its way. And the baby could be here tomorrow morning. It's tough. I mean, you're you're trying to read into statements that he, he said imminent. Like, I thought I was worried he was going to withdraw on Sunday. And that probably was far-fetched. Uh, in terms of a concern when I really think about it. But listen, all we can do, we have the extra day for people, you know, for people watching in case you didn't notice golf locks Friday morning, not Thursday. And it's just gauging that ownership. You, if you take him and he withdraws, you are completely done and you have to wait till next week. But if he doesn't withdraw, the ownership discount is going to make him one of the best plays of the week. Yeah, no, undoubtedly for sure. And, um, you know, it's not like this course isn't a great fit for him as we move in to talk about Eastlake here. Yeah. Another par 70, 7,300 yards where off the tee has been a big, big asset to Rory in his two wins that he's won uh, twice in the last five years here. So it's not like this course isn't a good fit for him. Everything's kind of lining up. So it is, a, it is a bit nerve wracking just off the top. And of course, uh, with it being a Friday uh, start, Content is a little bit uh, shifted this week, and uh, so tomorrow I'll be coming out with my Against the Grain article. I wanted to wait till as long as I can because it looks like Rory is still going to come in around 15 to 20 percent, somewhere in that range. If he Obviously, if he withdraws, it totally shakes up the ownership. But um, where do you stand right now? I mean, it's, it's Wednesday night here. Uh, are you okay with deciding to go 45 percent Rory in your MME and saying, you know what, I'm rolling the dice? Uh, I don't know about that. I, I will say, you know, when you when you have thirty golfers and these tournaments, the drive the green, I'll use the big five dollar. Yep. You're gonna have to do something. Um, there's just not many permutations. There's not that many ways to be sneaky. I would rather play like chat was already joking around about like oh let's play Mark Leishman. Yeah, that would be a way to be different. To me, I'd rather roll the dice on a weird situation than a guy who has shown nothing. Um, so I will definitely have some Rory if we have no word. I'm not going to pump it up that much because that would just be – you could be slashed uh, 50% right off the bat. Yeah, and uh, I'm getting made fun of for how I described the the lady doctor there. It was, it was terrible. It, OBGYN, I guess I could just say Yeah, it, that's, that's right? what I'd be going with. Is, isn't that the easier way to say it and sort of get myself into trouble here? Um, in any case, going back to Eastlake here as we talk about it for a couple minutes, there was a tweet put out by one of the golf reporters that's there that he, he dropped the ball and it went into the rough and – I put out a tweet after that. It was like, it doesn't look that hard. And then I kind of got in trouble for it. Got some people that were like, hey, man, this looks a lot harder than you're making it out to be. Bottom line is you want to hit the fairway, right? You're only going to do that 50, 55% of the time, however. So, Ben, are you looking at driving accuracy? Like, is Brendan, I'm going to gain 90,000 strokes putting in your player pool this week because of that or no? You know, the, the way Todd putts, it's – it's going to regress, but it probably not going to regress this. I mean, he, he's just unbelievable right now. I do think 
as we see, and we've seen some short guys, but you know, the Xanders of the world, the Rory's of the world, they're, they're top end players, but they're also very good off the tee. Yeah. Uh, I want my guys to be gaining strokes off the tee. I don't think you're disqualified if you're Kevin Nahr or Kisner or even Webb, who, who makes a lot of sense on a par 70 Bermuda. But I do think that it's an asset if you are gaining strokes off the tee this week. Yeah, I, I definitely think so as well. And obviously to gain strokes off the tee, you need to both be in the fairway and over a certain amount of distance. That's how you start to do it. So um, definitely uh, some different ways to get it done off the tee. We've seen over the past three to four weeks uh, in terms of how you gain your strokes. Um, 63% of the greens, so they're going to miss some. Scrambling is, you know, maybe 65, 66% somewhere in there. So does that mean around the green matters a little bit to you this week? Yeah, I think it's it's worth taking a look at. If there was weather or an issue, then I would really consider it. But this, to me, Eastlake is is pretty much in front of you. It's straightforward. We've seen it a lot. You sure. need to play good golf. Um, there's only 30 guys. It's fast Bermuda if you want to look at the greens. You got you to strike it well, like most weeks. And, of course, we will talk shortly about it's an atypical situation. Step one is get yourself close if you are not up top immediately and at least keep contact. Because if you have a bad first round – and DJ plays well, you could be 15, almost 20 shots back after one day. (laughs) Yeah, that's a great lead in to talk about the format of the event a little bit. And of course, I'm sure by now most people listening uh, know what it is. But in case you don't, uh, we will, uh, I'm going to show you uh, some graphics here. But again, it's a tiered start. It's a handicap start. It's a net event. Whatever you want to describe it, if you're a golfer, you can use a lot of different terms for this. But Bottom line is Dustin Johnson starts at a higher score than Billy Horschel does. You'll see the breakdown coming up soon. In reality, the best golfer is still going to go out and win. The person who's, who shoots the best is likely to win. We saw that last year with Rory McIlroy. He won both tournaments. I suspect it'll probably happen again this week, but I guess with how good DJ is playing, if DJ shoots eight under this week, he's going to be hard to catch, wouldn't you think? Yeah. Listen, there's – more most likely DJ will not win. Um, even at his ridiculous odds, which I don't like anyway. Or like two and a half to one. Something yeah, like. that's ridiculous. His lead could be evaporated by, within two holes. Now, if you're talking about like, will DJ beat Billy Horschel and Hovland and guys who are starting at the back? Well, most likely, yeah, even if he doesn't play grade. But there's a ton of guys that are, are you know, two, three, four st- strokes off, five strokes off. That DJ, most likely, if he wins, it's because he would have been pretty close or would have won outright in the sense of, you know, remove his 10 strokes and play it out straight. That's how I approach that. Yeah, I think that makes makes a lot of sense. And we're going to get into my rankings here in a little bit. But before we do, I think it's important we maybe talk a little bit about fantasy football for a second here because it is right around the corner. I've got, I had my first draft like two days ago and I was, dude, I was so lost. I couldn't even tell you. So what did I do? Just fired up that fantasy football draft kit. I went right under uh, the pops and drops. I'm sorry, not the pops and drops, the uh, sleepers. And I picked three guys that I had never heard of before. This guy out of like Jacksonville. Like I don't even know how to pronounce his last name. Chanel. So if you're like me and you're getting into it, we have the product for you. So football, as I said, is almost here. We have a great deal for you. Sign up today for an awesome plus monthly pass for 25% off when you use promo code sleeper at checkout. This gives you access to all of Osmo's leading tools. And with that, you get 
player projections, ownership projections, premium content, and more NFL DFS. But wait, there's even more. We here at Awesome are excited to bring you our inaugural fantasy football long and best ball draft kit, and you get this with your NFL annual pass using the same tools that have helped Alex Osmo Baker become the number one daily fantasy sports player in the world. We've compiled a package that will revolutionize the way you prepare for fantasy football drafts. Let me tell you, I needed all the help I could get. So our draft kit includes everything you need to prep, including rankings, projections, loads of content from our experts, and, of course, the draft wingman, which, of course, already gave me an update about my Leonard Fournette share. That was great. Um, which will update rankings in real time based off on who you've already drafted. Hey, but wait, he could be picked up by the Patriots. Draft wingman is going to let me know that. And so as an added bonus, new members of the FFPC here, home for pay-to-play season-long fantasy football leagues and contests, will get a $35 credit when they sign up for Osmo Draft Kit. It's a limited-time offer, September 9th. So one week, you will get an Osmo Plus monthly pass, the draft kit, an $80 value for just $38. Sign up now by clicking the Osmo Plus tab on the Osmo.com homepage. And let me tell you, it's going to help you win some leagues this year. It's definitely going to help me at least get into the cash. I can tell you that. And it's been a couple of years since I've done that. Yeah, I mean, I don't ever I, – I will just add on to that real quick about, like, we were talking about it – I. I want to play best ball. I want to play season long. People are asking me all the time. You want to join the league? I would love to. I do not have time. This is the this is the cheat sheet I need to be able to do things like that. And that's why I'm super excited to mold that into to, you know, I'm prepping for DFS and a lot of other things. Uh it's a it's a natural blend. So come check that out. Oh, even boy. if speaking of best ball, even if so I, I tried to soiree it uh get into it about a week ago. And I signed up for my first one, you know, because my experience has been with draft, right? So I signed up with DraftKings. I did, you know, sign up for a $20 one. I go back to check it 20 minutes later to see like, okay, when's this going to start? The thing's already over. And it's telling me I have an illegal lineup because I didn't set anything. Well, what did I do? I just loaded up this draft kit. I put in the pre-rankings so that it never will happen to me again. I don't have to worry about that because that was, that was ridiculous. I saw a full team there and it's like, you are ineligible. Anyways, uh, we can move on now from that. And uh, we're going to start with the releasing my rankings. And I'm going to have you tell me all the places where I went wrong, which is plenty of places. We're going to start off with places 21 to 30. And I'll have Jordan pull it up on the screen so that then you can see it. Uh, But I've got coming in at 30th is Mark Leishman. He's just playing so bad that I can't see him coming close to doing anything uh, right now. Do you want to talk anything? Do you want to change my mind in any way, shape, or form about Mark Lishman? No. 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 Just- yes. He has. He. I've said this a couple of times. Mark Leishman is the only person that I know of that has lost. He lost 10 strokes potting last week, and he also lost 10 strokes tee to green. That is just bad. He needs a break. He's, I listen, I don't know this, but he seems hurt to be honest. He needs to just reset and get back to playing great golf. Yeah, it's, it's really bad. Um, speaking of really bad cam champs, short game is atrocious right now. And you see what happens to his game when driver is not really an option in the bag, or it doesn't really help you that much. I've got him again, not really being able to use the driver that much, or if he does not really being able to find much going on. I got him coming in right below Mark Leishman uh, coming in in 29th. Any questions there or any? Uh, No. So champ burned me last week. I went to him. I am going to hang on a bit. You it's counterintuitive, but champ, his par 70 stats are not nearly as bad as you would think. And I, 
I think it's because he's a better putter than people realize in the sense that there's a wide range. I'm not saying he's an overall great putter, but he has explosion rounds of putting. And then he has what we saw last week in a format like this. I actually like embracing him a bit. I'm not saying he's going to get into contention, but as a cheapy $5,300 on DraftKings, I have some interest there. Now this might be my first, well, I guess you had a little contention there. So champ, where do you see him finishing? I got him finished. 29th can you see him getting inside the top 20 i i can yeah i'll give him a you know what you know in the in the teens i think he can get there for sure and at 5300 i think that makes that could be useful yeah super super in play for sure maybe my first little bit point of contention hey guys it is ryan i'm not sure if you know this about me but i'm a bit of a fun fanatic when i can i like to work but i like fun too it's a thing and now the truth is out there i can tell you about my favorite place to have fun Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Attention. I have Victor Hovland shooting four over this week. The ball striking stats just haven't been there. His putting has kind of carried him, and I just can't see that happening here. I've got him shooting four over this week, so without the handicap, that would put him maybe in like 26th. But with the handicap, puts him all the way at 28th. How wrong do you think I am there? No, I, I mean, I, I hope you're not wrong because Neiman has been really difficult. Neiman, Hovland has been really difficult. T to green, God, we saw that streak. Then it all went away, and his putter heated up. I'm just not sure where he's at. I'm not going to say he's burnt out, but there's been a lot of guys who played a lot of golf and it seems like they're limping to the finish line a little. I'm not really on Hovland. We know the upside, but I don't think he's suited for Eastlake per se. Yeah, I don't think so either. Uh, Ryan Palmer, he's starting the week at minus one. He's had a really good stretch since yes. that weird work day, right? I mean, he lost like six strokes against the field and since then he's been really good. I see the run ending here though. I like the irons. He's gained in four of five, including some big performances. He's got to be better off the tee. Uh, I think that's the key for him. If he does that, I I definitely think he can break into the top 20. But if he does not, I could see him down with with your boy Mark Leishman this week. Yeah, it's not You don't want to be. I I tell you what, if you're Matt, if you're playing with Leishman because they repair in this, I believe, every day. You're, you're in big trouble. Um, that is what you want to stay. That's a Chernobyl-like situation. Stay away from Mark Leishman because he is going to be at the bottom of the pack. I hate to say it. Yeah, each and every day. And his, his drafting price is certainly reflect, reflecting a little bit what we're talking about here. Uh, Sanjay Im is next. He has only had one good start uh, in the last 10 weeks. I mean, even if you just toss away TPC Colonial, I, I, he's been really, really bad. I got him shooting six over, which is actually the second worst score of the week, in my opinion. That'll get him to two over from four under. Am I wrong there? Is this a bounce back week for him? Uh, listen, Sanjay, he's been one of the more difficult guys to get. And, and it's funny, you got to, the FedEx Cup, it's a, it's a yearly performance. So you have to understand, this is not even close to the 30 best golfers in form. Like, you know, when you think about it, you're like, how is Leishman here? How is Sanjay here? Well, they wouldn't be if they were doing this post restart. Uh, All their work was early. And so I'm not really considering these guys because they, I'm not saying they don't deserve to be here, but based on the recent form, they certainly do not. Kevin Na had a period of maybe a couple of good weeks there. Um, 
but nothing really to get me excited. 5,500, he's starting at minus one. I can't see him shooting under par this week. I, I think if you want to build, you know, we talk a lot on the show about correlated lineups, things of that nature. If you want to go with some putters like, you know, Kevin Na, Brendan Todd, and start it with Webb, I see some merit in that, but that is not my ideal build by any stretch. I would rather go to guys who are maybe a little more aggressive off the tee. I agree. Uh, Abraham Answer is one of those guys that probably isn't considered aggressive off the tee, but does find a lot of fairways. Since the Travelers, though, Ben, where he kind of looked like he had a weird injury, hasn't played well. I think he stays right around maybe even par for the week. He's starting at minus one, so... I think maybe he shoots two or three over this week, somewhere around there, and that's going to put him, what, I think 23rd or 24th here. Answer's a guy that, you know, it seems like, oh, he's going to break through, he's going to break through, he's going to break through. Still hasn't happened. I do like the, you know, he's shown his abilities not just on bomb or heavy or anything like that. He was runner-up at uh, Heritage, which is like the ultimate par 70. He's got to get back to the off the tee. That's the key for him. I'm going to have some shares, of course, when you're talking about 30 players, but at the same time, it has been a little disappointing lately, especially, you know, you look at his last three, 43rd at the PGA, miscut at Northern Trust, 33rd last week, not inspiring a ton of confidence. It's not. Sebastian Munoz, however, was inspiring some confidence in me with his ball striking. Not going to lie, it was looking really good, but last week, it kind of came down a bit and the around the green game saved him. I don't think it's going to do that two weeks in a row here. I've got him shooting, I don't know, a couple over par. I mean, when, when I look at the scores from last year, about 10 golfers, 10 to 15 golfers that were over par and 10 to 15 golfers that were under par or at even, somewhere around there. So I got Sebastian Munoz finishing over par for the week. Any, you see anything different for me? No. Uh, Sebastian Munoz is another guy that he did his, and listen, credit to him. He racked up a ton of points in the swing season in 2019. Uh, you know, had some big events there, and, and that's why he is here. He's been pretty bad. He did pop last week, but I do not see it. Uh, probably one of my easier fades of the week. Yeah, I, th- I think so for me too. And, and somebody's making fun of how I how I get to my scores. Honestly, I just had to put some random scores down because I, I wanted to fill it out this way. And they were based on, I just went and looked at last year's scores, what the top to the bottom right there. Yeah, I just, yeah, I threw DJ out there. I threw DJ out because I, I, he really did not care last year. So I threw his plus 13 out, I think. And the range of scores was minus 13 to plus 10. So that's where I'm getting these. And it's honestly just a, a plug and play on where I think people are going to finish. And that's how I figure out what they're going to shoot. So, okay, as we go up closer to uh, number 22, I have Kevin Kisner. And then I have the run for Harris English ending as well. It looked like it ended last week. I think it continues. So the biggest movers for me in this range, Harris English and Sungjae Im moving down significantly. Um, what is your biggest disagreement with on the page here? Who do you think definitely outperforms this section? Cameron Champ, uh, actually. He's someone that... I totally get that the floor is where it's it's literally the bottom of this field. There's no doubt, but I think that champ can bounce back, particularly with his short game, particularly with his putter. If he does that, he's, we know he can score. That's never in doubt. He 5,300. This is a prime candidate to, to make a leap. Like I said, is he getting into contention? No, but can he really outscore where we have him? I, I definitely think so. 
Yeah, and, and the thing about Champ is that he, in my opinion of these group, maybe Hovland a little bit, has the best OTT game. So if he gets yeah, he, if he gets the putting game going, I think that's where he can be really dangerous. So, so that's where I'd lean to agree with you here. I'm not ready to buy into that yet, or I, I shouldn't say I'm not ready to. I've been on him the last two weeks. He was been the top player in my player pool in terms of allocation. So I'm definitely going to have a good bounce, but it's probably not going to reach the 40 or 50% like I had uh, last week. Um, Kevin Kisner, Harris English. Uh, I, my thought on Kisner was as good as the irons and the approach are, OTT has looked really bad, and I think that may hurt him here a little bit. I like him more at grinding events. Um, I don't know. I, I just didn't think he was going to really have a great week, and he doesn't have any great results here either. Um, are you inspired by Kisner? I know he's played well lately. Yeah, I mean, listen, Kisner's a good player. He's strong field. Not gonna, none, Nothing like that's going to matter to him. He's a good putter. Off the tee, weak for him. So I think he makes a natural pairing with the in the bucket of – Kevin Na and particularly Webb up top. I just, it, it's still hard to really bank on what he has to do. He needs to crush with his irons and make a ton of putts. That's the formula. You're not going to get strong off the tee from him. That's been recorded many times. For sure. All right, let's move up to the next range here. Places 11 to 20. And again, these are, I'm likely, I will be thrilled if I get like six of these right. Six out of 30, and I'd be like, hey, you know, that's not that's bad. Yeah. yeah. Um, again, these are just the opinions. If I get all 30 right, then I'm just, that's it. I'm quitting. That's, uh, I'm done. It'll never get better for me for sure. Uh, but I've got Mackenzie Hughes. Listen, I, I think Mackenzie Hughes is the, one of the best stories here this week at the Tour Championship. The way he got into it, making that six foot downhill. Putt on 18 for par. Um, 5,200, he's definitely intriguing, but he's a true grinder. I don't know if he can get hot enough to really move up the up the board starting at even par. He's a, yeah, listen, congrats to Mackenzie Hughes. He's, I don't say he's an anomaly, but he's he hasn't lost strokes putting since January. I mean, what do you, what do you say about that? He, in that time, also has only lost strokes around the green twice. Sounds good. Every single week, he is crushing it with the short game. Uh, on the flip side, he's basically automatic to lose strokes off the tee. I don't go. I don't play guys like that. It's it's almost impossible for me to get there with him. Not seeing a big finish from him this week. Yeah, again, I think he's a good grinder. I don't think he's going to necessarily get you into too much trouble at fifty two hundred because he's he's going to go out there and compete. And his short game is so good that. You know, he shouldn't be too far over par here on this course, but um, I don't think he has the firepower to really move up the board here. Uh, again, in a, in a grinded-out event like the Memorial where he played well, and again last week at Olympia Fields, I would have loved it. If you were to told me that DJ starting at minus 10 would be the winning score at minus 10, I think he might be more in play, but it's just not going to be the case. Brendan Todd's putting, we just talked about it a couple of minutes ago. I got Patrick Reed and Brendan Todd coming in at basically even par for the week. I don't think it's a great fit for either of them. And Patrick Reed's short game has not been where it should be. So I've got them coming in closer to uh, 18th and 19th. Think either of those guys can outplay that position? Or do you I, think I, they will? I, obviously they can. Do you think yeah, that, listen, Todd, Todd, Todd is – it's tough. He's making a ton of putts. He's shown that he can do that. It's been a resurgence. Another great story. I think he probably falls where in line with what you're, what you're targeting there. Patrick Reed – is tougher for me because he's a world-class player. Uh, you know, major winner. He can win this event. There's not a doubt in my mind. 
it's just his game is not really there right now. So although I, I like Reed in theory, I'm just really playing him on name alone. And that's really all I'm going off of. Yeah, I, I think that that makes sense. Um, next two guys I have are Neiman and Leishman. Uh, I'm sorry, Neiman and Horsel. I, I got Leishman on my mind. That, is, not, that is honestly not a good thing heading into this week. Um, Neiman and Horsel, Horsel's last appearance here in 2018, he came in second, so obviously loves the course. The form is pretty good. So is Neiman's, but Neiman's putting is really bad. So I think last week's event allowed his ball striking to shine through, but he's going to have to make putts this week to make up ground. So I got them coming right around 15th, not really moving much from their starting position. Maybe Billy Horsel moving up about 10 spots. Um, any disagreements there? I was really impressed with Neiman last week. Uh, that was a brutal track, hung in there nicely and had a chance. Billy Ho makes sense. He he loves Eastlake. He loves, you know, everything checks out, but everybody else is seeing that $5,700 tag. So it's a pretty simple thing for me. If you think you have enough leverage, Billy Ho makes a great play. If you don't, pivoting off Billy Ho to some of the guys we've already talked about and who we will talk about, I think is very applicable. One of those guys that um, I think could be actually the next two guys on the list here are my two biggest movers that I have on the board. Obviously, if I think they're going to be the biggest movers, they're probably part of my lineups this week. And, and uh, Lanto Griffin and Cameron Smith, Lanto Griffin's played two straight good tournaments on par 70, 7,300 yard courses. And Cameron Smith is working off of back-to-back top twenties and really good approach numbers. So I've got them as some big movers. Am I getting a little overzealous with these two, I'll call them, below 6K-priced guys? Cam Smith is someone I've I've had a late year, I, I don't know, for some reason he, he started to pop with the irons a little bit. I've been playing him more often, and I think I'm going to hang on. Um, Lanto's a little tougher for me. I think he's fine. Again, I, I look to Cameron Champ. Even Ryan Palmer, I think I would rather pivot off them from Billy Horschel than Lanto. So I'll go with Cameron Smith, though. All right, good. We got we got a couple of a uh, couple of likes on Cameron Smith here yeah. from us. Uh, and and if you do like the Cameron Smith play, let us know. Give us a like, or if you don't like it, you know, give us a dislike too. That's fine. Uh, just want to see where everybody stands on Cam Smith. Kyle is telling us to smash him at the U.S. Open. That's dangerous. That's is he even goal. in the U.S. Open? He gets uh-huh. in for winning something, right? Yeah, he gets, he, he's definitely they in. Should, they should make an exception for him and Leishman. They should have to requalify. Should have to go through the the Monday uh, the Monday qualifying day where they have to play what thirty six holes in a day. I think it is something like that. Um, to just to get in seriously, it's it's not been great. Uh, Terrell Hatton is the next guy. I've got him coming in thirteen. He's starting at minus two, so I've got him shooting you know three or four under for the week. At 7000 he actually presents one of the best values that I have on the board. Ty Hatton is, is going to be another popular play, but one I really like. He, his price has bounced all over the place. Um, there was a time when he was $10,000 in a very strong field, and that was off ridiculous form, but he's a Bermuda guy. His tee to green numbers are great. Not great, but they're good enough for, for someone like him. And the price is very appealing. So Ty Hatton, one of my, I wouldn't be stunned to see him crack the top 10 uh, if he really gets going. Yeah, I've got him maybe a shot or two outside of it. So obviously it's, he's very close to it. Maybe a controversial pick here, but I've got a little bit of inclination that Rory McIlroy's got a couple of other things on his mind. 
I don't think he's going to come here. Okay, listen, there's there's two sides of this, right? He doesn't need another $15 million. And when I say he doesn't need, I mean, who doesn't need $15 million? Everybody would like $15 million. And who wouldn't want $15 million the second before you have a kid or the day before you have a kid or the week before? I mean, it would be great to add that to the bank account. But certainly money is not Rory's motivation, right? I mean, I think we can be clear on that. And this is his first child, so I'm sure he's definitely thinking that about it a lot. Besides, if his ownership is still expected 20%, are you going to play him knowing the other risk? Or is there an ownership level where you're saying... Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Full work limited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You know what? I'm going to go all in or I'm going to just totally fade. What are those two ownership levels for you? So if Rory is even remotely popular, I will display 0% um, and hope that he withdraws. Because there's no matter what, there's a very real chance that he withdraws. If he is not popular because everybody is freaked out, I will do the opposite. There's a very real chance he finishes. That's that's really what we're we're talking about. Uh, if we if there's no clarity, if he's like 15% owned, honestly, I, I'll probably just say screw it. I'm not making a stand, and I'll play around that uh, and let the other 29 golfers, you know, make or break my week because it would suck to have it all lined up and I lose or win because Rory does or doesn't withdraw. This only just takes me back to the time. And, and I'm sure us golf fans will remember. What, do you and, it's, and it's sad that he's not really on the PGA tour anymore because had he just stayed in the tournament, a lot of things could be different. I'm talking about Hunter Mahan. I don't know if you remember this one. He led going into the final round. I think it was the RBC Canadian Open, and he withdrew because his wife got pregnant. And here he is now scrambling to get into tournaments on that past champion status. So, um, yeah, uh, crazy. Um, it can situation. happen. Do you remember that happening? I don't, know if you, I don't know if you followed golf back then, but. I, I've heard of that. I did not. I certainly don't remember that. Uh, I, I For me, it was, I remember when DJ fell down the stairs at the masters. And I'm the, I truly think I might be the only person in the world who I increased my exposure after that happened, thinking that no one would play him. And then he just withdrew uh, and ended up not playing. That was an all time dumb. That's on the list of stupidest things I've ever done, but keep an eye out for Rory. Let ownership dictate your, your answers there though. Scotty Scheffler had one good week. Uh, I'm sorry. One good round putting last week and vaulted up into the top 25 his ball striking has actually been almost elite. I, I hate to use those words, but it, it has it's been. been really good. I've got him going in at 11th, so, you know, right around the top 10, 7,900. That means he's going to be probably a big part of my lineups this week. He's been great. Uh, this is a guy that we knew was talented, and then we wondered exactly where he fell, and he's shown it in all different types. And the ball striking numbers, you can't really knock it. Uh, so there's really nothing – to say it doesn't mean he's going to play great, but he's certainly showing that he can consistently play against the best week in, week out. For sure. And it looks like you have a couple of people that did the same thing um, as you did here in the chat as Mike has let they you know that you're not alone, Ben. You're not alone. So. Appreciate that, chat. <laughs> so of these, I'm going to guess that 
you're going to say Ty Hatton has the best chance to climb inside the top 10 of all the names here. Who has the, the most capacity to drop outside of the top 20 in the names you see in front of you? Oh, uh, definitely. I mean, I know he's on the bottom, but Mackenzie Hughes is not someone that I, I think plays great. On the other side, Ty Hatton. And I, I do think that Patrick Reed, just on name recognition, is is a volatile guy. Uh, and that alone, I wouldn't be stunned to see him get in the mix. But the form is not as nearly as good as I would like it going in. Yeah, I totally agree. Yep, totally agree. All right, let's go ahead and release my top 10. But before we do... Ben, why don't you tell the people here that are in our chat a little bit about what we have on the Osmo Plus side for golf. So we've got some great tournaments coming up after this one. Yeah, like we said, there's no off-season. So the Safeway is next week. Then it's just major season, U.S. Open, Masters, all that. So if you guys haven't come in, you know, the ownership, things that we reference on the show all the time, you know, our premium articles, the leverage tools, the projections, those are some of the biggest pieces of how we all construct lineups. And honestly, I think it's where your edge can come in. Uh, and that's just on the golf side. We've talked about football, basketball, baseball. It's all there. Um, college football is happening. Apparently, it's insane. <laughs> yep. But we're gonna try. Uh, we're gonna try that. So no better time to come in. And, and I say it every time. Find what works for you. I'd love for you to sign up for the annual. But if, try it out first. Give it a week. Give it a month, and see what you think. And then take that leap. So we just want want you guys inside the ropes. Uh, and we were, we're really confident that you'll enjoy it if you sign up. For sure, absolutely. You get, you know, the Slack chat with us anytime you yeah, want to get access to us. In in general, I would say one of the most most common questions I get in in the Slack chat is is a lot of two v two questions. You know, for cash lineups and stuff, and certainly just another mind and another voice can can help you do that. And that's something, that, of course, we we do on the internal Slack side. And of course, checking that out with the top golfers tool from Alex Austin Baker, one of the best tools on the golf side we have, is uh, certainly something I'd recommend. So. All right, we're going to move into my top 10 for this week. Tony Finau, I think, is just starting a little bit too far back with how bad of a putter he is. To go out and win this tournament, I think it's a good course for him. I think everything sets up well. But at 8,200, he is the cheapest guy I have in the top 10, so it looks like I'm going to be playing him a decent amount. Yeah, I'm going to be playing Finau, too. He closed really well on Sunday, and the big knock against him is he doesn't win, and that is not really important here. Uh, Yeah, would I like him to win? Sure, but... He can get there in a big way with just another good showing, which he's done plenty of. For sure. Um, Daniel Berger, you've been on the – you tried to get me on the train. Well, yeah, and then I left before it, it actually paid it. off. Then you left it. Now, that are you coming wrong. back or are you done? No, I think this is a good spot for Berger. Uh, I was certainly not on him last week at all, but this is a par 70 Bermuda – I'm not going crazy, but at 9,100, that that seems pretty reasonable. He's had a he's healthy. Clearly, had a big year. I have no problem with it. Not sprinting to jam him in my lineups, but I'm not taking an aggressive underweight stance like I normally do. Yeah, for this, for me, I think with Xander Schauffele being right there uh, at 8,900 and being super popular, especially with the fantastic course history, I think that you might be able to get a little bit of an ownership discount. But I don't know that I can get into Berger here. Uh, typical of me to say that, I guess, right? Um, but how about Xander Shuffle for you, knowing that he probably is going to be one of the highest on guys on the slate? It's tough because I, I do think, I mean, Xander, he's won a tour champ. He's won here. 
he's a good driver of the ball, but he's not playing great either. He, he's been all over the map. And I guess to, to kind of, I don't want to say hedge it, but when you're all over the map, I do think your, your ceiling is still there. Cause if you put it all together, big things can happen, but I also can't bank on anything right now in his game. So I think he's very live to have a horrible week here, catapult completely down. But at the same time, if you, if you do think that he's putting it together, this guy can win. There's no doubt. So for me, if he's very popular, I'm coming in probably underweight. And that's just a product of the field liking him more than I do. Yeah. And, and I think one of the things with Xander is he's been good in either one or two aspects of the strokes game every single week. I think he's come in the top 10, maybe but it's not six or seven times. Yeah. Six or seven straight times, but he hasn't been, he hasn't been good. He hasn't been excellent. Now, with that being said, starting at $8,900, I can totally understand why people are wanting to go to him. Plus, again, like I said, I think the course fit is there. Um, he's had three, at least two good starts here, maybe even three. So I got him coming in inside the top ten. I got him looking at eighth right now. I've got him coming behind Matsuyama, though. Even though Matsuyama really leaned on that chipping last week around the green bar. He really did. I mean, have you seen a better chipping week from Matsuyama ever? He, I, Deki does that, like, occasionally he gets crazy hot. He was making putts on Sunday. He was driving it all over the course. I know because I needed him badly. And he hung in there. Did they just, It just shows how, I don't want to say fluky it is, but Decky's done that a million times and he just misses every six footer and he shoots about eight over. He made them all last week. I'm not saying I'm completely opposed to him, but his his numbers did not look nearly as good as that finish last week. No, no, they, they definitely, definitely did. Especially with, yeah, especially with his approach game, really not doing well. Now, if that bounces back this week, though, and the short game being intact, I mean, he could really make a move up the leaderboard. At 9,300, you know, I got him shooting about four or five under this week. That's going to push him close to the top five. I mean, he's got to be in play for one of those first or second guys in the lineup, right? I mean, listen, we, we know that Decky's – got talent but his, like I said it's it's a little alarming you see the good finish but when you dig into the numbers it was not sustainable what he did and that's that is concerning for sure um Webb Simpson took the week off dealing with a rib injury maybe or who knows what it exactly is probably just didn't want to play the hard course at Olympia Field that's smart um yeah he's starting at six under does he go out and win this thing and just bankrupt us totally well, he's not, this is a rare one for me. He's not going to bankrupt me because I actually like Webb. I think he's fine. Okay. I, I am playing him for sure. Uh, much Probably more than I have maybe the entire year. It's a Bermuda par 70 coming off the rest week. I do think that people are, I don't want to say overrating. I, I've seen a lot of people liking him 10 to 1 to win this, and I, I get it. Uh, not going that far. But Webb is a solid play. I, I do think he comes right back and puts forward a really good effort, and he's starting at six under. He is, which is nice. Now, when you look at Webb Simpson starting at six under and eleven k, and you're going to get twenty plus ownership probably. You got Bryson Shamble starting nine hundred dollars cheaper, roughly the same ownership, at least what I have projected. Do you think that Bryson's driver can carry him here like we've seen the last five winners or so do it? Or do you think the approach game is literally that bad that there's no way he's shooting seven under this week? He, it's tough. I I do like Bryson. I want to be clear about that. I think he's a sneaky bet. 
um, because what of the, the driver. Right now? Like, uh, he's like, well, tw- I think I saw 25, I want to say. Uh, I, I don't have it in front of me, but he's got the combination that's deadly. I've said it a million times. He's off the tee and putting. That, that works. Now, when you lose five strokes with your irons, it doesn't work. He, you can't do that. But he doesn't need to be great with his approach. Just hold it together. I'm going to say that Bryson's able to do that. I, I think he plays much better than we've seen, and he he shores up what's clearly struggles with the irons right now. Yeah, um, real bad, right? And now we get into the top four, uh, and I think that these four golfers, maybe throwing Webb here as much as I don't want to admit it, but maybe these four golfers probably have performed the best since the restart, and I've got them all finishing in the top four. I mean, it, it's just I don't see these guys being beat. Maybe my my biggest surprise on the board, and we'll start with that first. I have Colin Morikawa making the biggest move up the board. Last year we saw Rory McIlroy win from the exact same spot as Morikawa. I don't think Morikawa is going to beat DJ, but par 70, 7,300 yards. What I like about what I saw was over the weekend, Morikawa finally found it. It had a rough maybe two, even three weeks with the Irons. But it looked really good over the weekend. He didn't miss a fairway again, or you know, he missed a couple. But it feels like he never misses a fairway. Ten four, Conor Morikawa interest you, or is all those shares going to Webb Simpson? Most of them are going to Webb and Bryson. Uh, Morikawa is a guy. You know, listen, we know the talent is there. I am a little concerned though. It's starting to leak. His irons were bad. Then the off the tee game was a little shaky. I just don't know if you know this full season. A lot of big events is taking its toll a little. So. I am not there. I would go to the guys, you know, around him in the pricing. So it's, is it price for Morikawa or is it course fit or is it like, or is it really just the, the stamina thing? To me, it, it's a combination of he's priced where he needs a big week. There's no doubt. Uh, and it's just, I don't know if we're able to, I'm not able to justify going to him over those neighboring guys. And it's because the form is starting to show little, little chinks in the armor here and there. I I just, I prefer paying up if you're going to go all the way up or you go balance with the guys we've already talked about. Yeah. I mean, uh, I I think there's a a couple of strategies to go there and and we'll get into that um, in our last segment where we'll build a couple of lineups with DJ in the lineup uh, and see if there's a way to kind of build a balanced lineup around DJ being at 15,200. But we'll get to that in a second. Justin Thomas, um, putter in short game, but more putter has been really bad um, with his with it with the short game. Does he bounce back this week? Of course, it's been pretty good for him. Now, he had a two-shot lead last year. Talked about how much he hated sleeping on that on Wednesday night and Thursday night. Just hated it. Now he starts three back, so the opposite side. You think that maybe is a better spot for him to come from behind instead of playing a lead? Uh, yeah, I, I, listen, I think we're going to see over time that being in the lead here, it, it's helpful, but it's not going to make you – you're not just going to win because if you don't bring your A game, someone else is going to, and they're just going to catch you. Uh, JT's in perfect position here. He's not playing at the top of his game, but most of the problems have been with the putter. And he's – you know, I, I don't worry about him long term, so he is as dangerous as anyone in this field. Yeah, uh, totally agree. John Rahm has won the two toughest golf tournaments by stroke average on the PGA Tour this year. Incredible. I don't know if either of you I would have even come close to guessing that. But here we are. Uh, he's going to need to beat DJ by two this week, and he I think he beat DJ by like seven over the weekend. So obviously, do it, no question. 
twelve seven. If it's between DJ or Ron, because I tried to put them both in a lineup and it is really tough. Is it straight to Ron for you, or do you see something that you're looking to go to DJ more over Ron this week, even with the price? I mean, twenty five hundred dollars more is. I for mean, ten I, starting points, it seems like a tremendous amount. It, it, it's yeah, and those points, just so everybody knows, it's not like DJ gets them if he doesn't win. It stays with him, right? Like, yeah, yeah if, he, exactly. if he kept them, I would be talking a lot differently. So, Liz, we talked about. I'm not there on Morikawa. I think JT, of course, is fine. Rom, to me, is the best available up top, but that doesn't mean you need to go to any of them. It's all about conceptual. If you think a dark horse comes from the clouds, that's going to change your opinion. If you think one of these big names wins it, obviously you you build around them. So I'll put Rom ahead of, of DJ if I had to choose. That's a tough one for me. I'm not going to lie. Um, $2,500, though, I really wish that they would have uh, – come in a little bit on that. Now, Rom's going to be 35% owned. Let's just say, uh, I'm going to give you two numbers. We don't know exactly what he's going to be on. I'm going to give you some some areas and I'm going to see if it changes your mind. If Rom is 35% owned and DJ is 14% owned, does that change your mind? Um, yeah, a little bit, but I, I don't think we're going to see anything drastic. I really don't. Like I, I know it's tough to build with DJ, but it's not tough, tough to the point where people aren't going to play him. You know what I mean? Like, yes, he may be slightly lower owned because it's really difficult to build, but he's still DJ. People are going to see starting with 10 under. I, I'm not, I'm not going to overhaul what I think up top uh, with my priorities. Okay. So I can tell you that last year, Justin Thomas came in at right around 14%. That's kind of why I, that's why I gave you that number. Cause suspect DJ will probably come in around that. It's the same price. I believe uh, Justin Thomas was 15-2 or 15-3 as well last year. Second place guy was 12-7. He was only about 17 or 18% owned. The ownership really kicked up in that 9,100 to 8,500 range, which is suggesting to me that Xander Shoffley is going to be really, really highly owned. Could push 40% in some spaces, especially in the higher dollar stuff and limited entries. I mean, he could be owned by 50% of the field, especially with only 30 golfers. Um, all right, so before we move on to a little lineup building session uh, with Dustin Johnson and maybe some other guys, but wanted to just show, obviously, it's the hardest to build with DJ in your lineup. Um, who is the one guy that I have in the top 10, maybe it is Colin Morikawa, that you can see not coming in the top 10 here by Sunday? Or I should say, I'm sorry, by Monday. Yeah, it's Morikawa for me. Uh, as I said, uh, I think the game is showing you know, some problems. I think it's dissipating. And I, I do think that there's a cumulative effect. Like you, you win a major, you break through. It's been a hell of a year for him. Incredible. I feel like we said this about Wolf last year where he got there and it was just, it, it's hard to keep that up all the way through. I think he recharges and comes back for some of these majors, but I don't like him here. It's, um, it's an interesting spot. I think that I guess I'm going off of uh, hope that. I mean, he's got the talent. There's no doubt. I just, yeah, yeah. For me, I think when I saw the 16% ownership for him on 10-4 and saw the Webb Simpson, you know, close to double that, for me, I think I'm, I'm just taking that opportunity cost there. Now, granted, I'm not, I, I totally will agree. You you made a great point, and uh, Justin, I believe, or no, Rick in our chat is making a great point as well. The game is fading. The strokes gained stuff is definitely not looking as good as it was, but... 
I saw some momentum being gained over the weekend. He moves from basically last place. He was in, I think, 64th going into the weekend. He gets inside the top 20 by Sunday. That's obviously a little bit of momentum. So that's obvious. That's what I'm banking on. If if I don't think if he got into the top 20 by Sunday, I don't think I was going to play him this week, but I think the momentum thing is what's uh, turning me on. So, okay, so we got about 10 minutes left here. Uh, let's turn over and do um, – uh, make some lineups uh, using our lineup builder. And of course, um, oh, looks like our lineup builder uh, hasn't updated uh, here. So we'll pull up another means. Uh, we'll see if we can pull up Fantasy Cruncher. Uh, that might be a little hard, though, actually, to make up some DJ lineups. So we can just talk about it. What I'll do is uh, on the background, um, I'll, I'll plug in some guys uh, here. So if you in your lineups that you've been making, with DJ, I'm assuming there have been a couple, right? Yeah, I, listen, DJ has the firepower to go out there and ter- turn a, you know, minus 10 into minus 20, and then no one's catching him. But you click him in, you're already under 7K for the other five spots. So it, it's a tricky situation right off the bat. No, it, it, it for sure is. So in the spots that you've done it, mm-hmm. who have you put in second? So I, I think the move for me was going to like Tony Finau next, uh, hoping that, I mean, clearly if you're playing DJ, you need him to, to win it and win, I think even pretty convincingly. And then you want some people from the back to make some charges. I think Finau is in the middle of the pack, but I, I definitely think he can get in the mix, get in the top two or three or four, obviously with DJ in front of him. Uh, and then you have some salary to work with. You can fill in some cheapies. Okay, so when we put in uh, Finau and uh, DJ, we get about 66.5 left to spend. And, of course, we're not going to make quite a full lineup here. But at 66.5, we both talked about Cameron Smith. Would he be the third guy you get in there to see what else you can get? Yeah, I mean, I I think the blueprint for this is going to be you're clearly – I don't want to say clearly. To me, you're probably going to double up in the 5K range. Um, you know, you take your two favorite punts and then you'll have some flexibility, whether Ty Hatton comes into play or some of those other guys. The problem is, again, with these top end guys, there's just not that many combinations if you lock in a, you know, two or three popular plays. So try to leave money on the table if you can try to be different, but keep in mind, it's just, it's the nature of having only 30 golfers to choose from. Yeah, for sure. And and as as you can see here on our screen, it's showing you what, what it would have been last week to do this type of lineup that we're talking about, which you can tell it's we're probably not even going to be close uh, with it, uh, even with now DJ's price being way up. So for me, if we go Cam Smith in that third spot, uh, we've got 72.50 left to spend. So uh, I, per player, roughly, give or take. Uh, so Ty Hatton for me would be an easy one next to put in as your four guys. Now you can go a lot of different ways. Like you said, if you want to double up in that 5,000 range, you can go down to Cameron Champ. That's going to get you another star up there, especially if you leave ta- leave some money on the table, like going to Xander or even going down to Scotty Scheffler and leaving a lot of money on the table, certainly a way to build with DJ. Um, another way, have you tried to put DJ and Rom in there? I think that's a mistake. Um even if everything went completely right and they come one, two, which is unlikely. More than likely. Correct. You have such a finite amount of options. There is no way. I truly don't think there's a way to leverage that. Um, 
Could that be the optimal lineup? Yeah, of course. But it's so, so slim that that's what you need. And even if it is, other people are going to do it. You're much better off saying, let other people do that and go elsewhere. Even if you go down to Leishman, which you know I'm not doing. Don't do that. Just don't do it. But if you really want to and you put in the other two cheapest guys, you still can only get somebody uh, priced 6800 like a Kevin Kisner or a Victor Hovland or a Joaquin Neiman. So you're still not getting up into the guys that we think can come in the top 10 of this tournament. And I think that's probably why, Ben, you're saying don't stack those guys. No, just it's this is where the I don't want to say it's game theory. It's just the puzzle of what we're doing comes into play. And you have to understand you you're getting you're trying to thread the slimmest needle of all time. You need to get everything right in a finite amount. And then you're going to be duped with a ton of people who are going to just jam those two. So it's it's a double whammy. I really don't like that strategy. Yeah, I'm, I don't really like it too much either. I like going with either one of them, of course, and then uh, or going a little bit more balanced approach. So let's talk about that. I know it's not Morikawa. Do you go balanced? It starts with Webb Simpson for you, it sounds like? Yeah, I, I think that's a, a definitely a good way to do it. Um, you can go to Webb. You can even go – it depends on what you think. If you think there is a way for – Someone like, I mean, I'll use Tony Fino as the example or Ty Hatton, someone from really far off the pace to win. That changes the entire landscape uh, and you can go really balanced. You just don't want to go so bad that you sacrifice all your win equity. Now, that's, I guess, my biggest problem with not playing DJ, Rom or JT. I think you're giving up a ton of win equity there. Mm-hmm. Now, granted, Bryson DeChambeau at 10,100 does make an intriguing point, but do you think DeChambeau can win with how bad his irons are? I, I do. I definitely think yep. that this – I feel better about his ceiling than than the floor. I think the big problem isn't can he win. It's how often does he come in 25th or worse? That, to me, is more concerning. Uh, I, I really think that Bryson, the way he can score, the way he can get going, he can make up these strokes in no time. What happens if he loses seven strokes with the irons again? Can he even give you a middling finish to hold on? Yeah, I don't, I don't know about that. Yeah, I don't either. Now, are you – I forgot to ask you about DJ. DJ totally threw, mailed it in last year. I mean, it was so bad at the Tour Championship. He's not going to do that again, right? No, no. I mean, it's just I think people overrate how – you know, how useful a couple shots are over like him versus Rom with the two stroke difference is still basically a coin flip in my book. Um, and then there's other guys. So it's not a like, Oh, well, DJ starts at minus 10. He's going to win barring an implosion. This is not Sunday. This is, well, Friday, you know, it's Friday, but you know what I mean? It's the first round. I'm, I'm pretty skeptical that DJ would win even, even if he plays decent. Yeah. Um, I do still have him winning. I think that his his putting routine that he's done with grabbing the arm and his irons are just so good that uh, I don't see it regressing. I think that he wants to get the 15 mil in his bank account so that he can maybe come out and talk a little trash to Brooks Kepka um, about the Brinks truck. I wouldn't be surprised, honestly, if we see Dustin win to throw out a Brinks truck kind of dig at Kepka. Um, I know DJ's really not that type of guy, 
But I truly feel like there's a little something brewing there more so than what is being said on the surface, especially with Brooks really going after him a couple of weeks ago saying they were friends. Anyway, that's just more of a hypothesis from me. Maybe a hot take even. Um, and we can go into the hot takes. Maybe it's not so hot takey that DJ wins. But if we add in the fact that he's going to throw a dig at Brooks Kepka after he does, maybe that is a little bit. That's good enough for a hot take. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah, that, that'll count. Sure. Um, yeah, I don't know. A hot take. I really don't even have one. I think this is an event that my, my only, I'm not going to give a hot take. I'm going to give a, my advice, I guess, for lack of a better term is don't overreact to these starting positions. This is like Sunday showdown and it can change wildly, but the difference is it's Sunday showdown with 72 holes, not 18. So you're going to see guys that completely implode. And then you're going to see guys who are even that vault up the board with some big rounds. Um, my, if right, I had I, to give, yeah, I was going to say, I'll, I'll help you out with one if you want. Yeah. Please. I know, I know, I know these, uh, the, the people in the chat are going to love to hear us. And, you know, we've got, we've got a bunch in here now and, and I see that the likes are somewhere yeah, coming up. I like it. Yeah, we, we need to, we need to bump it up a little bit so that Ben can yeah, get last it. show of the, of the golf season, fellas. Let's, uh, let's see what we can do. Yeah. So, Ben, tell the people below 6,100. I'm going to give you Abraham answer if you really want to take it. Two guys that have the best chance to come inside the top 10 come Sunday. Or Monday. Sorry, I did it again. Come Monday, yeah. Um, so I'll give one obvious, obvious and then one kind of dark horse. Okay. Uh, for, for me, Billy Ho, I think, is a guy that he loves Eastlake. He's super cheap. Popular play to make a run here. I think that if Ryan Palmer can solve the driver just a little bit, his irons are not, they're dangerous. Like they're not like anyone else's down there. They, they really look good on paper. He's shown the abilities. I just worry about him off the tee. So you've got him. We've talked about champ already. I'm not going to go back to him in the hot take, but I think that Billy Ho, Ryan Palmer types, uh, they, they can make a move up this board. There's no doubt about it. Yep. I, I like those. So, it uh, looks like we've hit our allotted time, and it looks like there's a good basketball game going on right now. So I'm sure everybody wants to get to watching that, including the two of us, Ben. So the safe way open. I'll be broadcasting from uh, Hilton Head next week. Uh, oh. ben, I, will, I will be there and in a hotel. I won't be on the road. Um, we got the safe way open. Uh, anything else on tap that you want to tell us about before we get on out of here? No, I said this on the on the Tuesday show with Tim Frank. Honestly, guys, uh, just want to say thanks. We've had amazing viewership the whole year, and this show is it's not that fun if no one's in here. You guys make it great. We and love Cooler's taking the questions. Cooler's just made it even better. He's well, telling us about East Lake and Palmer. There's a lake and Palmer's screwed. I mean, that's yeah, well, that's is what we love right there. Kill me, but yeah, no, it's just been it's been a blast. We want to keep the show interactive. We want to keep it fun. And you guys have our Twitter handles. You have our, you know, if you're in Slack, if you have any feedback, you want new things, new features on the show, we're all ears. We, the show is for you guys. Uh, that's what it's here for. So it's just been a blast and we're excited to do it all over again next week with the Safeway. So on that note, we're going to get out of here. Good luck, everyone. Let's finish this strong. Enjoy your Labor Day. We'll see you next week. Same time, same place.